Hey guys, the following podcast is a Lady Gang Network and Podcast One production, which means it's going to be awesome. Thanks for listening and being a part of Mama Said, and thanks in advance for supporting these sponsors in this episode. They help us have this much fun with you every week for free. So enjoy the show. Well, a, a boy's best friend is his mother. No one said being a parent would be easy, but now you don't have to go through it alone. Actress and mother of two, Jamie Lynn Sigler, has teamed up with musician and stay-at-home mother of two, Jenna Paris, to create a safe place where you can confess your worst mommy sins and still feel like you're killing the mommy game. This is Mama Said with Jamie and Jenna. Hello. On today's show, we have Dr. Brody, and our topic is postpartum depression, but more importantly, um, an incredible research study that's going on about it. Um, Because did you know that one in seven mothers suffer from postpartum depression? That is millions of moms, and you might be one of them. Yeah, so researchers from the University of North Carolina at Chapel Hill believe that there may be a link to genetics and mothers with PPD. Yeah, so they developed a research study to give moms a way to fight back and search for a cure. It is called Mom Genes Fight PPD. That's G-E-N-E-S, like genetics. But to be successful, it needs 100,000 moms who have had PPD to participate. So all you guys have to do is download the app, take a survey, and if you qualify, they send you a spit kit, a quick and easy DNA test that you could do at home. Then you send it back, and the researchers will get to work. Yep, so Go to momgenesfightppd.org to learn how your mom genes could make a difference. You're listening to Mama Said with Jamie and Jenna. Hello, 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 and welcome to a very special show today, an episode of Mama Said. In just a few moments, we're going to be talking to Dr. Samantha Meltzer Brody about the Mom Genes Fight Postpartum Depression Campaign. It is a research study going on to determine if there's an actual genetic connection to postpartum depression and possibly better treatments and a cure which will also allow Jen and I to talk more in depth about our own experiences post-baby and what that was like. But first, obviously, as we do every week, let's start with our win-fails. Mommy, win! (laughs) Mommy, fail. You want to go first? Yeah. Okay. (laughs) You look like you need to Um, unload right now. No, I'm having a fail right now. What's happening? Oh, my God. My phone is recording me as I say this. Um, I'm on my phone right now because my daughter is sick again. Mm -hmm. This time Um, of year. We've had flus, both strains. We've had strep. We've had bronchial stuff. Now um, I feel like Daisy has RSV um, because it's such a bad cough and they're so little when you hear them um, have those bad coughs and those little bodies it's so hard yeah and of course i feel guilty that Why? i have a babysitter with her now and i'm not with her i haven't slept in two nights i'm oh not God, kidding I'm last so night i did not sleep the night before i did not sleep she was I'm, up all night coughing. yes uh, and crying and clingy and then the, both kids woke up at 4 45 because milo heard daisy crying and she went to bed so um, did you say last night she went to bed at six but she woke up throughout the night mm-hmm. and then really woke up at 12 when I gave her med- I just it's not even like a mommy I don't have any wins um, because okay. it's just been the roughest month I know um, I had a viral oh. I had I thought I had pink eye last week oh god and I went to an eye doctor and he was like no you have a cold in your eye yeah yeah colds come out in all different places and then now Cutter has it and Jack has it 
Well, the babysitter just wrote to me being like, Daisy's eyes are watering like crazy. And I'm just like, oh, shit, that's going to become something. Wow. Because it could get goopy. Right, right, and it's right. Like she might have what I had. Probably. I mean, what isn't going around right now? It's really bad. And I feel like we're all doing our best of washing the hands and like the keeping them home from school. I don't even give a shit about washing hands anymore. Oh, I, I normally point? don't, and I have been, but it doesn't stop it. It doesn't matter. It's so hard. I, I, I don't have an answer. I w- will. Do you have an answer? I per- want. Do you have an, an answer? answer. Why is everyone sick? Well, I've been sick myself on and off for over two weeks. And you so. don't have kids. I don't. It's just kids are the world. petri dishes. And- it's the state of here's my here's my diagnosis. My hippy dippy diagnosis. It's the state of the world and the consciousness. There's a lot of negativity going on. I went on. I never go on Twitter, and I went on Twitter yesterday, and and because I don't watch the news on purpose before yeah. this reason. The amount of bad news oh, that was every terrible. other tweet of like deaths, of murders, of the, of crime. It's so That's how the news dark right stays. now. Oh. I listened to my favorite Dr. Wayne Dwyer, rest in peace, on the way here today. And he said um, that the Dalai Lama said that if we had every, starting at five years old, every human meditate compassion for one full hour a week. So break that up over seven days of meditating just on the feeling of compassion. We could eradicate violence in one generation. Wow. That's my bit of my gift to all of you for the day. But like, I just, I don't know. I feel like a sickness is is manifestation of a lot of fucking sick, dark stuff going on. So let's... Isn't Mercury in retrograde too? Probably. Is it? When's it not? Let me Google that. Okay, I think it is. Go um, ahead. Well, I'll go. Well, I okay, so my fail is, um, so I know I've talked to you guys about like these crazy mood swings I've been having and I'm off the pill now, which has been really hard. And so I'm like dealing with the mm. regulating of it all and a PMS that I've never actually dealt with before. I haven't experienced that. And it is so bad that... Yesterday, like Bo, Bo is very affectionate and he just didn't want to stop hugging me. And I literally like <laughs> kind of pushed him off me. I was like, stop touching me. And then I t- just his little face with like his big brown Doughy eyes looking eyes. at me like, oh, and like scared of me. I felt so bad, <sighs> but I had to like be gentle with myself later. Like, cause I, I was, I was at acting class later that night, like texting my husband, just being like, I feel so yeah. bad. And he's like, he loves you. It's okay. And I was like, no, but like, I, I couldn't get a hold of myself. Mm-hmm. It's really hard when you feel like you don't have control over your emotions. Do you think that you're, um, when I just said, I, I haven't experienced that. I wasn't saying personally, I was saying with you, I don't see that, that, well, you side of you, but sure. I'm also not with you every you second. El- you elevate my mood when I'm around you. Right, you or right. You make me happy, but like, not that my son doesn't make me happy, but, no, but like, you're at w- home, I can be my most vulnerable That's self, what I was going to say. So it happens around the family mostly, which of is course. so hard because that's who you're supposed to be, you know. You want to, you would rather give the them angelic, that, of yeah. course. Uh, yeah, so that's, that's my rough. fail. Um, my win is, you guys, I was putting Jack to bed and I left him in his crib and his routine is like, good night, diapers, good night, yeah. wall. Like he says good night. He yeah. says good night to everything. And as I'm closing the door, he goes, mama. I said, yes, baby. He goes, I love you, mama. Aww. Totally. I'm pro- like, it's like he knew what it meant. Like he knows. Yes. He knows what I love you means. And he said it to me. And it was, oh. I, I like literally was like. Oh, I like sat on the floor in his room just like looking at him, like wanting to like 
pick him fully, back up and smother. Like, put that moment, like download it into me forever. It was You're like so... BRB. I'm gonna melt. Yeah, ex- I literally melted into the floor. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so, so with all that, we are going to be right back with Dr. Samantha Meltzer Brody to talk all about mom jeans. We're going to keep telling you guys because we think it's important. We need you to understand that one in seven mothers suffer from PPD. That's millions of moms, and you might be one of them. So researchers from the University of North Carolina at Chapel Hill believe that there may be a link between genetics and mothers with PPD. Yes, and with this study, they can understand possibly prevention Mm -hmm. and maybe a cure one day. So they developed a research study to give moms a way to fight back and search for that cure. It's called Mom Genes Fight PPD. That's... G-E-N-E-S. I love the play on the mom genes, yes. though. It's like genetics. I know. I know. So to be successful, it needs 100,000 moms who have had PPD to participate. And the app will help you, help diagnose you. And it doesn't, you wouldn't have just had to have your baby. In it could have been, yeah. yeah, it could have been months or years ago. Yes, this frankly. is about genetics. So even if you had a child 50 years ago, yes. you can do this, too. So... Okay, all you have to do is download the app, take a survey, and if you qualify, they'll send you a spit kit, and it's quick and easy, and it's a DNA test you could do at home, and then they send it right back to you, and then you guys, the researchers, will just get to work in finding you know, prevention or a cure. Yes, they make it convenient and completely anonymous, so help and go to momjeansfightppd.org to learn how your mom genes could make a difference. So we all want to do the right thing to keep our bodies healthy in the long run, and yes. like this cold and flu season is gnarly. No, and sometimes eating kale salads and green smoothies is just not going to cut it. It's not cutting it for me. Um, okay, so enter Ritual, the obsessively researched vitamin for women. Yes. Ritual's essentials have the nutrients most of us don't get enough of from food, all in a clean, absorbable form. There's no shady additives or ingredients that can do more harm to your body than good. Two easy-to-take capsules provide nine nutrients you need to support a very strong foundation for your health. Yes. From D3 to Omega-3, Ritual's Essentials for Women helps fill gaps in a woman's diet. There's no nausea in their capsule design. It is gentle on an empty stomach. And there's a mint tab in every bottle to keep things fresh so you don't get that, you know, weird fishy aftertaste sometimes you get with your Omega. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. So for obsessive label readers, all of Ritual's vegan-friendly, sugar-free, non-GMO, gluten-free, and allergen... All the box checked. Everything. Yes. What? All their sources. <laughs> They're out there for the whole world to see. So better health doesn't happen overnight. And right now, Ritual is offering our listeners 10% off during your first three months. Yes, indeed. And fill in the gaps in your diet with Essential for Women, a small step that helps support a healthy foundation for your body. So visit ritual.com slash mama to start your ritual today. That's 10% off during your first three months at ritual.com slash mama. This is Mama Said with Jamie and Jenna. Okay, we are back with Dr. Samantha Meltzer Brody. Okay, mamas, first of all, did you know that one in seven moms experience postpartum depression and it is the leading cause of maternal mortality that is millions of moms every day feeling broken, emotionally detached, and doubting their ability to raise their child? And I'm so glad that this has become part of the conversation lately. However, I feel we feel like there is still a lot to learn here. And we are so excited to welcome our guest today um, to help us cover this topic and tell us about amazing study and an app where you could possibly mm-hmm. join and help research and maybe a cure one day. So thank you so much for being with us today, Dr. Samantha Meltzer Brody. We are so grateful. Oh, I'm delighted to come on. Thank you for having me. 
If you don't mind, would you be able to first just start with explaining just the definition of what is postpartum depression? Because I think sometimes a lot of people get confused as to what it actually is. Great question. So postpartum depression means that a mom is having depressive symptoms after giving birth. Mm -hmm. And that's to be separated from some women have depression that precedes getting pregnant and then it continues through pregnancy and postpartum. Other women have onset of symptoms during pregnancy that's sometimes called antenatal depression or perinatal depression. When the symptoms begin very near the end of pregnancy, sometimes late third trimester, but then really worse in postpartum, that's called postpartum depression. And the onset generally is defined as symptoms that begin near childbirth, um, generally starting within the first month postpartum or significantly worsening. This can feel down, blue, sad, not enjoying things, not enjoying the baby, having ruminating thoughts not able to concentrate, not able to function as usual, and in the worst cases, having suicidal thoughts. Right. Right. And why why do some moms get it and some moms don't? Well, that is the greatest question um, that we are all battling and, and really trying to figure out. And so we don't know why some women get postpartum depression and others don't. We know there are certain risk factors, but we don't understand exactly why this is. And so we know there's risk factors, including a prior history of depression, certainly a prior history of postpartum depression, earlier adverse life events, including an earlier history of abuse or trauma. Mm -hmm. We believe that women may be vulnerable because of their genetic signature. They may be vulnerable to the normal fluctuation of hormones around the perinatal time and around childbirth. So for all women, you have high levels of female hormones, estrogen and progesterone during pregnancy, and in all women that give birth, these levels then fall dramatically postpartum. That's normal physiology. Right. But it appears that some women are really sensitive to that, and the exact reason why is likely that their underlying biology is different. And and then to go further, why is their biology different? One of the factors may be their genetics. Um, they in, in the same way that we're at risk for any number of different medical conditions because of our genetics. You know, I so I had like what people were sort of labeling for me as baby blues because they were kind of the things and the symptoms you were talking about, but they felt maybe in a milder form. So I didn't feel like I deserved to say that I had postpartum depression. But for a woman that's maybe feeling one, two, three, or all of the symptoms you talk about, but maybe she feels like, oh, this is just, just you know, part of this journey. Yeah. Like how can someone either differentiate or should you speak up if it's even feeling the, the slightest, smallest symptom? The baby blues is fundamentally different, and it's a really important point that you brought up. So baby blues generally means normal emotional feelings in the two weeks or a few weeks postpartum that almost all women experience, because let's face it, birth is just a very big deal. Mm -hmm. right. <laughs> it's exhausting. Everyone's sleep-deprived. It's just, you know, really just a tremendously... Um, profound and really um, exhausting time for, for women and their families to actually birth a baby. Right. And you also have, you know, tremendous hormonal fluctuations for, for all women that give birth. So most women, 
when you look at studies, will report feeling more emotional, maybe more tearful, maybe more likely to cry at a sappy commercial on TV and feel very often hormonal and, and feel very much like, wow, I am on some sort of roller coaster. And that generally goes away and people stabilize and get their sort of mommy sea legs, if you will, after a few weeks. During that time, though, the baby blues, when moms may feel more emotional, but they're still able to function. And they're not having thoughts of utter despair or suicidality, and they're not so overwhelmed that they can't take care of the baby. Right. And I think that's, these are the main things to differentiate, which is one, severity of symptoms, so baby blues would be much more milder, and it's time limited, and it doesn't completely impact someone's ability to function, and they're not having overt symptoms of depression or certainly feeling life is not worth living. So it is normal for people to feel more emotional, and generally if it's time limited, that would be the baby blues, but there's very clear criteria on what is a depressive episode and certainly something that lasts more than a couple weeks needs to be taken seriously. That's very helpful. Thank you. Well, so to segue into this, let's talk about mom genes fight postpartum depression because um, we were so impressed with this initiative and the research and the goal behind it. So um, maybe I guess we'll start with, you know, how did this research come about? Absolutely. So our group at UNC in the UNC Center for Women's Mood Disorders and then with our colleagues in genetics, we wanted to understand the first question you started with, which is why do some women get postpartum depression and others don't? Why do we consistently see that one in seven women approximately will have significant um, postpartum symptoms? What causes this in some and not others? And we really wanted to look at the genetics. What what is the genetic contribution to understanding this? What we know is that to do genetic studies, you need large numbers of people to participate, really, really large numbers. And so we wanted to use the power of smartphones Mm -hmm. to reach women wherever they are and make it as convenient as possible for people to conduct research. And this initially started in 2015 and 16 using Apple's research kit platform, which was Apple, um, their ability to bring a platform that could deliver research studies directly to people's smartphones. And we became one of the first studies to actually develop an app now called Mom Genes that allows moms to download that for free, answer questions about their experience, and then if they're eligible and they consent, to donate a genetic sample through a spit kit that's mailed to them, and they spit in the tube and mail it back. So it's really, really exciting because it's the first study that was launched that enables a woman to consent on an app and then have a spit kit mailed to their house and mailed back. It's the first study like this for postpartum depression. Um, It includes, because it's DNA we're looking at, it's lifetime history. So any woman who's ever experienced postpartum depression is eligible to participate in the study. Right. They wouldn't have necessarily just needed to have a baby, right? No, not at all. It can be you had it 20 years ago. You could have had Mm -hmm. feel that you're suffering with symptoms now. And we ask a lot of questions to try and hone in on on who is, is most appropriate to be offered the opportunity to participate in the genetic sample. But we have had thousands of women already um, participate, and we need thousands more. So we're super excited to spread the word. And, and one of the things we're really excited about is that this study started in 2016 and was called PPD Act for PPT Action. 
And it was rebranded over this last year by a partnership with Wong Duty, which is an amazing um, advertising agency LA, in L.A. Um, and other places, but um, filled with amazingly passionate and creative and brilliant women who learned about our study and wanted to rebrand it in a way to reach more moms, and hence Mom Jeans was born And this partnership with them has been such a privilege and pleasure for our team at UNC. That's amazing. So I have a quick question. Um, So do you have to be clinically diagnosed with postpartum depression to participate? Or is it just if you thought you had it or think you have it Mm -hmm. currently? You do not have to have been clinically diagnosed. So what we are doing, we we actually know from the research that most women that suffer with postpartum depression will never be clinically diagnosed. Mm, And most women, unfortunately, will suffer and they will never receive treatment. And actually, this app is a way of having a validated screen. You will get feedback on the screen. It will let you know whether your symptoms would have been consistent um, with postpartum depression. It refers people to some referral resources. And one of the most heartwarming things in doing the study has been the notes and we've received back from women saying, thank you for doing this. And from providers around the country, because this is something that's reached women in all 50 states and beyond, showing up with the app and they're making an appointment because they use this and it said, we really think you should reach out and get help. And they've taken that information and found someone to see them. And so I think that it's really powerful in that it's, it's safe, it's confidential. Right. It's completely anonymous. anonymous. That's important. Yeah. Yeah. You know, when I gave birth, I remember getting a questionnaire um, at the end when I was checking out of the hospital saying, are you having suicidal thoughts? Are you... Did you oh, get that, really? Jamie? Not, not that I remember. Okay. Um, I don't know if it was just the hospital that I was at. And I didn't know why. I, I was uneducated. I was like, why, why am I filling this out? Yeah. I almost wish we would have had this app at that yes. time to really understand why they're asking us these questions because I was just like checking off, you know, as I was leaving a hospital all of a sudden with my baby. And I was like, no, 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 no. Um, so it, it almost was like they were asking me about postpartum depression, but so quickly. And so um, no one no one told me why they were giving me the mm-hmm. survey. And so this is just so beautiful because it really um, – can educate women. And like you said, you, it's private. It's anonymous and you can do it when you can slow down as opposed to packing up and leaving the hospital and like yeah. have a moment to really reflect and think about what you're feeling. I have another question. What ha- So what happens once um, the research is complete? So what happens is that once the research is complete, so we are doing a first wave of, D- of analysis of all the DNA collected to date. Um, that's been submitted, and then we will be updating it with this new wave. And essentially what happens with these genetic studies is you have updates where you constantly look to understand what are the genes associated with it. Mm -hmm. And once we understand that, then that allows us to understand big picture. Who is at risk? My dream would be that one day we understand who's at risk ahead of time, and then based on your biomarker profile and your genetics, that you, we would know whether you're at risk so we could intervene to prevent anyone from suffering with mm-hmm. this rather than waiting until someone has it and then having to intervene at that point. So the goal is that this type of science leads us to understand ways to detect things ahead of time and it leads to prevention models. Yes. It also allows us to develop new treatments that really 
um, focus exactly on the biologic signature of why someone women get it. So if we look at something like breast cancer, for example, we know that there are many different types of breast cancer and there's genetic signatures that are different. And understanding biology allows you to tailor treatment to have the most improved outcomes. So we suspect that there's not just one type of postpartum depression that everyone has the same thing. It may be as we understand the genetics, we understand that different people have different reasons for having symptoms, and that would then lead to very tailored treatments which would improve our ability to to either prevent or treat women with great effectiveness. Yes, and I can only imagine, like you said, when you have sort of... um an awareness or understanding that this possibly could be a problem to have not only the woman be aware of that, but like the people around her so she can be supported in that time is very important because I, you know, I'm sure it, you know, you know, that time of the, of someone's life. I mean, the husband's exhausted, the village is exhausted as well and trying to help. And you don't, to be able to like hyper-focus what's happening and to be able to support properly can only, I'm sure, enhance and better that experience. Absolutely. So I I think that being able to understand these things in much more detail is, is critical to changing the way we diagnose women, the way we screen for women, the way we prevent this, and the way we treat people to really change outcomes. Yes. And ultimately, right now, the way things are in the United States, screening is spotty. Some people are screened. Some people are screened in the hospital. Some people are screened at the first postpartum visit. Mm-hmm. People are screened not at all. Then if you are screened, do you get into treatment? Are you treated effectively? Treatment can vastly vary. Some women have good outcomes. Some people don't have good outcomes. It's just all over the map. Right. And the, the net result is so many women suffer much more than they ever should. Yes. Um, su- suicide from postpartum depression remains one of the greatest causes of ma- maternal mortality. And <sighs> we can do better. And so this study is an attempt to really collectively say any woman, any mom out there who's ever suffered with this can participate using mm-hmm. her smartphone, having the research take place, even the spit kit in the privacy of her own home. It all is completely free of charge and you're contributing to what sometimes is caused, called, you know, community science or citizen science, really having all moms have the ability to participate in changing what we know, which will change the way we can really treat moms in the future and make things better. And that's the big picture aspirational goal, but something we're really excited about. Beautiful. That's amazing. And how has the response been from the moms who have participated? It's been amazing. And so we continue to have, you know, over the, the time we've been doing this, we've had thousands of moms participate with increased awareness, like the way you're able to spread word. Every time we do this, so many more women find out about it and want to participate, which enables us to increase our ability to have really meaningful results. And so we know from the world of genetics that this is what's required to really move the bar in a real, in a powerful way. So we are so excited and optimistic about what we'll find and what will happen next. And Absolutely. the response from moms that have been participated has been really meaningful and then we're really excited to be able to keep doing this and the larger group of participants increases our ability to really deliver meaningful results that can change the way we we take care of moms so you're you're going to you're looking to have a hundred thousand women participate correct that is our aspirational goal yes so our aspirational goal is a hundred thousand women and that's why 
really spreading the word is so important because there are so many women out there and the vast majority, unfortunately, are not screened nor treated appropriately. So we have a long way to go, but this is such a great way for any mom to get screened and then the app will direct them to appropriate resources that can help them get the help they need so they're not suffering in silence. Absolutely, because even just having an awareness, like we said, most people, they hear postpartum depression, but they don't understand what it is. So to have exactly. to be spreading this word and having the awareness allows a woman to recognize it within herself. Yeah. And, and we really want this to be a way to get around the stigma associated with it. So depression remains stigmatized. Having postpartum depression is really hard for people to talk about. They know it's supposed to be a happy time. And if they're not feeling happy, they feel really bad about that. Mm-hmm. So it's just one of these things that's really, really frustrating for everyone and, and, and difficult for everyone. So we really want to get beyond the stigma and just get to a place where we see postpartum depression like we see any other medical complication. It could be diabetes during pregnancy. It could right. be hypertension. And we just figure out ways to screen and take care of it really well. Um, in the same way, if you think about it, every single woman who's pregnant is screened for diabetes mm-hmm. with the glucola test. And the goal is to manage it effectively to make it just not an issue. And we need to be able to do that for depression as well. Absolutely. So can you walk us through the process of the app, everything of like, so what What will our mamas go through to participate in the mom genes fight postpartum? So like, what, what does the app look like? What's the exact name? And then what's the process? Yeah, so the app is called Mom Genes, um, and it's genes spelled G-E-N-E-S, like genetics, not like the genes you wear, but that's right. obviously <laughs> on words. And you go to the app store, it's both in iOS and Android, you download it. Um, It walks you through steps. It's um, a really um, easy app. It's been made um, intentionally to be very easy to use. We wanted it to be used by a mom only using one hand while holding the baby. Wow, very thoughtful. And it has two parts. It is a research study, and so it has all the required ethics consent process built in. So the first thing you do is give consent to give clinical information. You then answer clinical information. Again, everything is completely de-identified and stored in very highly secure servers and all the things that are absolutely required by the ethics boards of um, the university that oversees it. And then after that, if depending on eligibility, meaning are you someone who um, answers the question is so that you are eligible for the genetic phase, you then would be offered an opportunity to participate in the spit kit portion. You would then answer more questions about the consent process, give informed consent, and then if that's the case, then a spit kit would be mailed to your house after you confirm the address. And the spit kit um, is mailed from UNC to the mom's house, and then it's returned in, in prepackaged um, envelope that, again, there's no payment involved at all by the mom. And that goes back right now to the NIH biorepository. Again, it's all de-identified. And at this point, the NIH um, is the bio, we're using their biorepository where the samples are stored until they're genotyped. And then the data is contributed to a large international study. And then how long would it take for um, a mama to, like, the, receive the information um, pertaining to like what her evaluation or what you evaluated from what she answered and the spit test. It's in re- so it's, 
the clinical information and whether the screen says you're having significant symptoms or had them and, and we recommend you get help, that happens in real time while you're using the app. Wow. In terms of the science and the genetic study, that is ongoing. So we are right now, um, we will should have um, results out this fall on the first wave of the data we collected that will then end up as a, you know, presented at scientific public um, conferences and in a manuscript, and that will inform next steps. And then this next wave of DNA coming in gets added to that. And the, the process of this is incremental, so we will be updating the analyses um, with regular basis depending on the number of samples that come in, and that informs the science um, moving forward. That is, uh, are, do you guys plan on working with doctor's offices, um, OBGYNs? Well, we are, we've been, we want to spread the word so that anyone out there working with, with women understands that this is available mm-hmm. and trying to get the word out to as many people as possible. We, we are working with some groups doing this, but, you know, this is available to anyone in the United States right. in both an English and Spanish speaking version. Right. And so that's just a lot of people to, <laughs> to contact. So yeah. that's why um, your, your podcast mm-hmm. and reaching people often through social media is the most effective way to get word out to everyone. Absolutely. Well, I mean, Dr. Samantha Meltzer Brody, we can't thank you enough for um, sharing your time and helping us learn about this and we feel that what you and the Mom Jeans Fight PPD, you know, research team are doing is you're shedding light and empowering mothers um, across the nation to participate and help future generations, you know, to be liberated from the mental and physical burden of postpartum depression and become fully able to experience what we we talk about the hard parts of motherhood yeah. but also the undeniable joys of motherhood which so sadly pe- mothers can miss out on because of something that like you said we can easily or not we we can diagnose and and help these with these mothers out there and we and are so grateful yes yeah. we're so grateful to you and what you guys are doing and we're so proud to be part of you know helping spread the word here. Well, we are so grateful, Jamie, and, and your team to participate with us in this. And it's been really powerful to have high-profile people like yourself come forward and speak about this. That just goes an enormous way to reducing stigma. So in 2005, when Brooke Shields wrote her book, yes. Down Came the Rain, mm-hmm. that was really a, a breakthrough, an enormous breakthrough that changed this from being something people whispered silently, mm-hmm. you know, and were terrified to come forward and, and made it okay. And so people who are in the public eye talking about it makes it okay and, and really helps to combat the stigma and shame around it, which, you know, is something that has plagued mental health for so long and we have to get beyond. So thank you for what you're doing because you're really helping to make it okay for moms to talk about something that is one of the most common complications of childbirth. Um, It is not someone's fault. It does not mean they're a bad mom. And the goal is just to help people get treatment the way we would treat any other medical complication of pregnancy. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much again for your time. Again, it's Mom Jeans, G-E-N-E-S. Mamas, protect yourself and help all future generations, like we said, of mamas out there. Um, We're so grateful. Thank you so much. No, thank you. Take care. You too. Thank you.
Own iconic luxury items at unreal value with The Real Real, the leading reseller of authenticated luxury consignment from top designers like Louis Vuitton, Gucci, Rolex, Cartier, hundreds more at up to 90, 90% off retail. Yes, so you guys, shop and consign women's and men's, don't forget about the men, uh, their luxury, fashion, and streetwear, as well as fine jewelry, watches, art, and home. And Neil um, is looking for a Rolex. And yes, he I know he's on the watch on, did he? Yes, and he didn't, he's just like so impressed by their selection. Well, because the Real Real employs over 100 plus brand specialists, gemologists, horologists, and art curators from around the globe who inspect thousands of items each day to ensure that every item is authenticated. Let me tell you. I've told you and I'll tell you again how much (laughs) shit I gave them, but they sent a lot of it back because it wasn't up to standard, like even some Chanel stuff. No. Yes. You know what? Good for them. Uh, That's what I'm saying. They're keeping it real at the real real. What I'm describing is their real, real white glove service. Somebody comes into your home for free, goes through your items, picks it up, takes pictures of it, and whatever they don't think deems right. good enough for the real world they send back free of charge amazing so you guys shop in store or online or download the app and receive $25 off your first purchase as well as 20% off select items when you use the promo code real that's realreal.com promo code real for 20% off select items well whether you're a fan of wellness and lifestyle site goop or you're just curious about wellness topics that push the boundaries like me it's kind of an obsession you're gonna want to watch the goop lab with Gwyneth Paltrow that's on Netflix with Jenna and I. Jenna's watched all of them. I have watched all of them. I've watched watched... more than half. Oh my God, they are good, you guys. Good. It's hosted by Gwyneth Paltrow and Goop Chief Content Officer Elise Lonin. And the six-episode series guides the deeply curious viewer like you through an exploration of wellness topics. Yeah, so each 30-minute episode covers a different topic and features doctors, researchers, alternative health practitioners, and other experts in mental, physical, spiritual and let's not forget sexual health. Yeah, if anyone watched that, you know, women's sexual health episode and had any uh, positive effects after, let us know on the Facebook. Woo! Okay, so whether you're a fan of wellness and lifestyle goop or just curious, please go watch The Goop Lab with Gwyneth Paltrow, now available only on Netflix. And now back to Mama Said with Jamie and Jenna. Okay, we're back. Um, wow. You know, I feel like it's funny when she brought up the Brooke Shields book. Yeah. I remember being, I mean, I must have been a teenager at the time, but I remember seeing her like Today Show segment right. saying like when she looked at her baby, like she almost wanted to hurt it. Mm-hmm. Or, and I remember it being so taken back, but being like, wow, that's really cool that she is not afraid to talk about right. this. And I think that was like the beginning of this conversation, but I really still feel like we have a long way to go because, I mean, I, I've talked about it before on this show, but I feel like I I don't know if I ha- I would love, I'm going to download the app and find out, but I don't know if I had, like, I would have been diagnosed with postpartum depression, right. but I know that that first year was dark. Right. Like the first year was really dark for me. It might have been my circumstances more than postpartum depression but, but circumstances can lead you down that road totally. right because it could be circumstantial perhaps yeah i don't and know in, and in hearing the statistic of one in seven women right. i mean that's like that's 
a very drastic number. What were you feeling? I know we've talked about this so many mm. times, but just so people can hear. I just felt like I wasn't happy. I wasn't enjoying my baby as much as I thought I should. I would look at him and know I loved him right. and wouldn't want anything to happen to him and would be devastated. But I felt like I was not the right mom for him. Interesting. Like I felt like, like you weren't he, doing a he good deserved job? better than me. Because I was getting frustrated too easily and I wasn't happy and I was angry at my husband and I, I, I wasn't I, I, I would have moments of enjoying it, but the darker moments were more often. Right. And I felt bad that I was his mom. That's that's so It was terrible. So and I didn't talk so about it with anyone because I was so embarrassed. Right. I was so, so embarrassed that at thirty two years old I couldn't get my fucking shit together. Like I couldn't be that, by the way, that was my stomach growling. If anyone heard oh, that I didn't through hear. the microphone, <laughs> apologies. He farted. Don't I, lie. I would, I would say. By the way, <laughs> if I farted, it was my stomach. We're moms. We're allowed to. I know, but Jeez. I was, uh, I was so embarrassed, and it was a. There was a lot of crying. Also, Bo was of was. We were living on the road. Cutter was in minor league baseball, so it was. You know, he wasn't sleeping. I wasn't yeah. sleeping. I mean, we all know what lack of sleep can do to us. We become different humans. Mm-hmm. So, I don't really know. So, I'm really interested to take the the quiz and right. do, and um, download the app and figure it out because I would like to know if that's actually what yeah. I was dealing with. And my second time around, you know, I went to a psychiatrist because I was already yes. feeling like, am I getting depressed while I was pregnant with Jack? I went to a psychiatrist a pre a pre and postpartum one what was the type of therapy that you I did something to? called TMS so he he had said I could have had an option to go on an antidepressant while I was pregnant because it would have been safe but I did something called TMS which is like transmagnetic stimulation I might be wrong I'm pretty sure that's what it stands for and it's basically this like weird tapping, tapping on your head with this machine and by the way I remember I, I like binge watched shameless and the good place for, and it was like over the course of Maybe two months. Right. And he said, you'll notice little differences. And I remember one day I decided to sit in front of my piano and sing. And I can't remember the last time I did that. And it was like these little moments where I was like little wins. And I was like, oh, something inside me is shifting. And I think that it saved me from possibly feeling what I was feeling Mm -hmm. with Jack. But that's because I had an awareness and an ability because I knew how dark it was the first time around to say to my OB, I'm not feeling great Right. right now. I don't know what's wrong with me, but I wasn't brave enough to say it the first time around. And I mean, that's the purpose of this podcast, right? Is we want to have open, honest conversations so you mommies realize you're not alone. Right. And that starts before the baby's even here. Yeah. That's crazy. I did you? I did not. I did not feel any. Um, when I was pregnant, I did not feel anxiety. I didn't have, I forgot what she named it. Um, uh, depression during pregnancy but I did not have that I was very lucky I loved being pregnant and afterwards I experienced just the typical baby blues yeah like very typical like I was exhausted I would cry I would look at my baby and cry like I love you so much and then I would look at my baby and be like I'm so tired oh my god just go the to sleep you know yeah yeah just the just I I think what I had was very textbook and I'm so lucky because I talked to so many of my friends who did not have that experience. Mm-hmm. So I think my lucky star is all the time that I had like the very typical. And I also like, 
you know, I wasn't a saint. Like, I was a hot mess that first year. I was, you know, mean to everyone. I was rude to my husband. I would, you know, it was all about that baby. Mm-hmm. And that was, like, the only thing I could focus on. Um, for me, though, maybe I had a little bit more anxiety than depression. Right. And that's, and that's not what this is say. about. This is not, this, yeah. this study is not for postpartum right. anxiety. It's strictly for postpartum depression. Exactly. And I knew, like, you know, as you guys all know, like, I have anxiety in general. So I think it was heightened. Right. Um, but for me, no depression. And I'm grateful for and that. I am grateful for you for that. Thank you. Okay. Well, let's, we're going to get specific. We're going to read to you how you can participate. So if you are a mom who has experienced postpartum symptoms, you can download the Mom Jeans Fight PPD app from your app store and take the survey, which includes the Edinburgh Postnatal Depression Scale medical survey to see if you qualify to submit a DNA sample to the study. Yeah, so this DNA is collected easily, safely, and securely using an at-home saliva collection spit kit that is mailed back to UNC upon completion. So to find out if you qualify, download the app Mom Jeans, that's G-E-N-E-S, Fight PPD from your app store, and you can also go to www.momjeansfightppd.org to learn more. And you can also follow them on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at... Mom Jeans Fight PPD and help spread the word about this very important research and encourage moms to participate. Yes. And I also think if you guys have um, downloaded this app after, you know, hearing this episode, we would love to hear your feedback, your feedback and your experience. And open the conversation. Let's open this conversation on the Facebook. By the way, I feel like I need to put out an apology that I haven't been as active on Facebook lately. Life's just been a little motherfucker, but you know... But you know, what's so, you know what's so awesome about our Facebook page? What? It runs itself because you our guys, moms are like running that. It actually, when I have like a minute, I love to go on and just mm-hmm. read. Even if I'm not commenting, I'm reading and appreciating My favorite thing you. is to add the members. They're like, oh, <laughs> yes. there's 45 members. Oh, I want to say I'm like, bing, 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 bing. Okay. Well, in light of today's conversation, I, Jen and I talked about it and we decided to not do a shitty mommy today. Right. Because we want to actually just celebrate the love and respect that we have for so many of you all of you and ourselves as well and what we go through and um, remember to download the app if you feel like this pertains to you um, and or go to momjeansfightppd.org we love you and we will leave you with a mama said remember mama said mothers cannot give from a depleted source every mother needs emotional mental mental physical and spiritual validation nourishment and support when a mother is respected and well cared for, she and her whole family will benefit. And consider us your family too. We love you. Bye, guys. Thanks so much for listening to Mama Said. The Lady Gang Network is produced by Will Sterling, Steve Delamater, Kirsten Woodward, and Elizabeth Bakewell. Thanks for rating and reviewing wherever you get your podcasts and tune in for new episodes every single week. 